0: I'll, I'll move up
1: more. I don't know why no one's here today. Do they think this was the week we canceled?
2: You never know. Okay. Diana, I think, Earth, just took off around the globe. Oh, so yeah. We're for praying
1: for their travel mercies. I
0: think four weeks to get around the whole world. That's a very quick... That's I know. Three weeks in Turkey. Aaron, what is the Aaron? Uh, yeah. um. It's
1: My subscriptions that I don't even have are expiring unless I do something
0: that I don't even have (laughs) to (laughs) lose. all right
2: the lord with you with us. let us pray yeah. yeah. blessed lord has caused all holy scriptures written for our learning grant we men such wise hear them read mark learn and inwardly digest them that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which has given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Good mm-hmm. morning uh, to all.
0: Good
2: morning. Online, in addition to who we see, uh, we have uh, Katie and uh, Nancy. So, hi uh, to you. Unseen, remaining in the Witness Protection Program. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How do you
2: know that? Because when I, on my personal one, I can see the screens, whereas the big screen doesn't show it. So, secret knowledge.
0: Secret knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Only
2: bishops. The so the I, know. Didn't I didn't know. So, um, all right, we're studying the Psalms, and, and, um, I don't, I don't know that I've, we've studied psalms, you know, individual psalms over the years, but I don't know that I've ever done a study where you start walking through them like this and, and doing it kind of reminds me why they're so attractive, because they, they deal with the visceral realities of life. We're not really dealing with, you know, theological principles. I mean, they, they arise out of the experience, and we'll talk about some of those. <clears throat> but we're dealing with what it feels like to live in relationship with God while, um, while we're in the world and with you know, the enemies, which you talk about, who we understand as the world, the flesh, and the devil, and, and also those in the world who represent those, those, um, those forces. And so there's a visceralness about the Psalms that we've talked about what it feels like to live each day. Not abstractly, what about God? Mm-hmm. So I think there's, the, and and this also highlights why the Psalms are so important. Um, the Psalms have always been the foundation for the daily prayers of the church. The, the The ancient foundation for what we call the daily offices was the reading of Psalms. That was the most ancient thing done, and that quickly developed into cyclical reading of Psalms in <coughs> the monasteries and things like that because it, it gives voice to the experience of God's people in the world and all its facets, from struggle, from penitence, to triumph, to joy. There's a, It just covers the range of those things. And it is it is why the I think the Psalms give us language to kind of process through all those things as well. So today we're at um, Psalm 5, and we just kind of going, I don't, again, I, I don't, I think we're going to go one through 150, just because it'd probably be a three-year study, but maybe we will. But I think at some point in time, I'll we'll skip, but I'm not doing it yet.
0: So. Um,
2: to Psalm 5, which has which the tradition has, has put in uh, a title of a prayer for guidance. In um, verse 1, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my king and my god, for to you I will
0: pray. So,
2: and, and we'll I'll go through verse 3 and we'll talk about these. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. So, the, the prayer here is that is that is for God to hear. Um, What's implied by hearing?
1: Do something.
2: <laughs> well be, be okay, there. Okay, being there. Um, speaking words. Back. Is that what you're
1: saying?
0: Communicating. Acknowledge.
2: not acknowledge. Well I, I I I think you might you might be closer. I think Marsha's word is more closer than what I'm thinking about. So if God's gonna hear, he isn't necessarily gonna do everything we're asking him to do. No. But if we he hear, we know. Um,
1: in the hands of the Creator. He,
2: we know then that. Um, pretty good. Right. Pretty good. That, that good job, we're in this relationship where He understands what we're going through. And if we don't understand what He's doing in our lives and we're frustrated, okay, okay, we're, we're, you understand. And you consider a human relationship sometimes, I mean a good relation good relationships have complexity to them, right? I mean we don't just oh whatever you want I'll do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I hear you. I disagree with you, but I hear you. Mm-hmm. And, and and so you wrestle a relational space like that. Mm-hmm. And, and and actually to get into to understand relationships more fully requires this mutual hearing, which isn't always acquiescence, isn't always um uh, you know, a willingness to do what the other wants, but it is a taking of the other seriously,
1: mm-hmm. or it can't or it can be agreeing to disagree on a, on a point of view.
2: Well, this, this is something that's um, it's actually important, that think, in relationships because a lot of times we're uncomfortable in our culture with any kind of disagreement mm-hmm. and actually the the problem the overarching problem I see in just the, the nature of of public dialogue and honestly it's much private dialogue I see it in the church too is people don't hear anybody they come with a thing, and I think that's the problem even with prayer. we can come with a thing what god even we even want God to hear, but we might not hear the the resulting thing so to hear. Whatever your point of view is, whether it be you know whether we're talking about uh, religion or we're talking about politics or whatever it is that that um, to to articulate a point of view in a in a creative way that's open, you have to hear your opponent and understand. You know, and there there's this, for example, in Christian apologetics this field where you're giving reasons for the faith, a lot of times it ends up being, we just find every argument and find out how to refute it, refute it, refute it. And a lot of times, well, when somebody brings up a, a, a doubt, there's a lot more to that than just the intellectual, rational aspect of it. There's a life experience behind it that informs it. So to hear is to understand, oh, okay, maybe I get what this person has been through. And why, um, and really, a lot of the positions that are people are locked into our culture are really have have very little to do with the mere surface rationality of an argument, but have to do the whole life experience, that that of which this is the the um, the expression. So, if we're going to hear, we have to understand the totality of that. Now, so getting back to God, we want God to hear and understands. And then in the dialogue, we'll hear back from God, you know, and that's the dialogue where you hear, you know, God hear, but then we'll listen also. And, and as we're in that dialogue, we'll get, oh, okay, I may, maybe we'll hear from God and we'll see something about what we're struggling with in a new way and we'll transform the way we're looking at it. That's part of the conversation that, that requires, like we have that Psalm every morning, morning prayer. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And a lot of times people are um, are um, in conversa- in a one-way conversation with God. You know, and you get this even in the prayerful. Okay, we're praying, we're praying for this thing. Lord, give us this thing, give us this thing. Um, that's, you know, we're, we're, but the, the biblical model is to commend you to God, to certainly ask, but then to listen. Uh, can you think of a biblical... Situation, I'm thinking of St. Paul in the New Testament where somebody asked for something, didn't get it, they heard something.
0: He did. Or the thorn in the side? Sure. Yeah. So what
2: he said, I want you to take this way, mm-hmm. and what did God say? No. no.
0: He said, say more know. than that. Yeah. Hmm? My, strength
2: my
1: strength is perfect But yeah. my grace yeah. is sufficient, it's
2: it's my strength, sufficient. My strength sufficient. is made perfect in weakness. Yeah. So St. Paul didn't, God heard mm-hmm. He wasn't like, what are you, you're not doing, but St. Paul is, okay, I'm supposed to learn from this, this isn't going to go away, this is going to be the way I grow, okay. Right. But God did hear, so St. Paul certainly would have prayed that song, give ear, and God did give ear, but St. Paul also listened. And this is something, too, that we would um, note, let's um, think about this for Sunday, where we have this encounter between the Pharisees and um, Jesus there, That Saint Paul, being a Pharisee in his former life, um, oh, had a kind of one way, and he understood God a certain way, and, and it was, and only when when Jesus sort of you know knocked him over on the way to Damascus did he learn to listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this, so way, this is this is you. You, you have to say, it and happen. so I think the same way with us, we have to have a little bit of that encounter with like. Oh, because we have, um, um, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, the, the, well, i we'll, will digress to that because that won't be a common example. But um, sometimes we get this complaint, this idea, the world's this way, it's well, going on? We're mad, and we're we're not listening.
1: Don't you think emotion, because those are subjects when you're talking to God, when you're talking religion, and politics, that people are extremely emotional. So the reason kind of goes out the door. So you're not listening with reason, you're listening with emotion.
2: I think that's right. And that's that we talk about that being the kind of reactive part of our brain. We're really not not able to listen when Mm -hmm. we're in a reactive fight or flight kind of mode. Um, I also think of the the example of Job, because Job, unlike St. Paul, uh, you know, he, he wasn't really asking, you know, i, I got Job Sometimes you, you think it almost must be kind of mythical because he loses seven, you know, sons and daughters. And at the end, he gets seven new ones. So it's all better now.
0: I know. <laughs> it's like, okay,
2: you know, it's all. I mean, he's restored at the end. So the point is he's making his case to God. And at the end, it's interesting what God does to Job is that he, he appears. And Job repents in sackcloth and ashes, but God says to his friends, Job is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything Job said, yeah, yeah it's not word. justice isn't <laughs> yeah. as simple as that's, you think it is.
1: That's why we're like, Vindicate me, oh God.
2: Yeah, so 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 yeah. that the, the seeing right. God means that we and I think what Job didn't, you know, when you when you to see God is to understand that there's a lot more going on. Yeah, yeah. And and I think this that this the, the Reactivity we all fall into to things around us and events really narrows our our uh, mental capacity. Um, we're most creative and open when we can, when we can't, when we're clear about what we think and, and and feel, but we're open to the other. Oh, you you think the exact opposite of me. Well, tell me about that. Not, how could you possibly, and that's how we go now, yeah, how could you believe that? And we start yelling our argument to somebody, and they're not listening, they yell our argument to us, we're not listening, we've all rehearsed the script, and that's not, no one's hearing. So anyway, I don't want to belabor the first verse of the, of the psalm, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I don't want to belabor but, um, <laughs> but it. Belabor, yeah. But it, yeah. but but giving giving ear, mm-hmm. consider my meditation. So and notice you'll get this when you're meditating on psalms that the parallel lines will develop the thought. Mm-hmm. So here it is, you know, give ear here, then consider. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, in other words, consider what I'm saying, and that's the development of just here. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for you, do I pray. And we should note, too, that in our prayer, that God doesn't have a problem with us boldly asking for things. Um, How do we know that? Because the two primary examples of prayer Jesus gave and how we should pray were a widow who wouldn't leave a judge alone until he gave her justice. And a guy who wanted to borrow a loaf of bread at midnight from a friend, Mm -hmm. but pounded on the door and and so he gave it to him. And then even the Lord's prayer, we're like, Oh Lord, well, maybe please. It's like, um, our father, give me, give us our daily bread, forgive me my trespass. You know, it's, it's not, well, if you, it's, it's a direct, I'm asking you for this thing. It's not beating around the bush. So, um, there's no problem. uh, And, I think sometimes, again, if we're having um, clarity in, in a conversation, I think we ought, to, you know, we ought to be able to ask for things and then hear back why those things may not be what God has instead, which may be more of what we want. But we don't have to be timid if we're asking in accordance with God's will, if things fit within that, to, to beat around the bush. So these are very direct. Give ear, consider, give heed.
0: Through all three actions.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And each develops the other. And that's how parallelism works. Again, this is a, if you ever want to get more deeply into this, the book is here somewhere. So I get what it's called, uh, um, Robert Alter, The Art of Biblical Poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you mentioned. It's, it's mm-hmm.
2: you know, they're probably simpler books, but he's, he's uh, Mr. Hebrew. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, 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 there's a whole he's, he's Jewish, he's not Christian, but he's, he's um, translated the entire Old Testament in, a, in a, a three-point thing, but he's done a lot with that, so Aww. there's that. Um, so there, there's three parallel lines here, and we can meditate by seeing how a parallel line plays off of, sometimes it will contrast, sometimes it will develop a thought of, and that gives you a more texture to the simple one-line thing. <laughs> Um, so, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and it will look up. And mm-hmm. I, I, I will direct it to you. Um, there's a sense here of stand. And so, in the morning, there's a sense here of this being a daily mm-hmm. discipline. I'm to mm-hmm. be every day. Mm-hmm. Here I am. And and th- that's also something about getting God to hear. It is our persistence in the prayer that lets God know we're serious about it, rather than just also passing like a kid who today wants this thing and tomorrow wants the other thing. If we show up for a while, we we um, we both confirm our desire and also purify our desire because if we're really talking to God, will our, our petition will develop and we'll have in the in the sense of conversation. But in the morning, I will direct it to you. I'm, I'm I'm taking, I'm manning my post in prayer,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, which also highlights why the Psalms are so central to the daily prayer life of the church. Mm -hmm. We're we're processing the emotions of life Mm -hmm. through the language, the timeless language of God's people. And we're learning, in a sense, to feel the right way. Mm -hmm. This is something that I think is significant because sometimes in our culture, Emotions are played off against, you know, theology. You can't trust your emotions and all this kind of stuff. And that's true if by that we mean I shouldn't do everything I feel like doing in the moment of temptation.
0: Right.
2: But if, if it means I should disregard my deep feelings about things, that's a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and so, so a part of this is, is um, processing this, uh, the emotions of life in conversation with God, a God who takes them very seriously and who hears them. And this is, I think, is one of the key things about about the Psalms, is the way that God sits with us in our struggles. That might be the clearest meaning of, of Emmanuel, God with us. And our Lord on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Speaks to the fact that he himself has entered into the experience of abandonment in the psalm. Which, of course, that is a psalm, Psalm 22. Mm-hmm. And so we feel like, okay, so so, so we're, we're, we're praying with the whole people of God in Christ, processing the emotions of life as Jesus did, weeping over the city of Jerusalem, angering, getting angry at the, at the errors in the temple, trusting God, and, and and so we we learn to process emotions in the right way in relationship with God, um, not hastily, not vindictively. Yes, Just,
1: oh, go ahead. Uh, so to that point, does it, would it could it be translated as Jesus pretty much saying, "I feel like you've abandoned me," or did God literally abandon me? So is it when, when he's processing that feeling? Does he feel like God's abandoned because he's
2: suffering so much? So yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, my own this might there's it, there's a lot of stuff written on that verse. so I don't want to give yeah, you yeah, that's true. I figured, but,
1: but I just it seems to, to it. me
2: that it seems to me that you can't um, separate "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me" from the scene in the garden um, where Adam, the first man and in his wife sin, and they're hiding from God in the bushes. And so they're separated. God is not with them now because they've sinned. So Christ, uh, who he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, if he's going to bear our sin, he's got to taste what that is like. So, and in in that moment of death on the cross, Jesus experiences what it means to be in the condition of sin, which means to feel separate. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I don't think the Father is yeah. actually abandoning him. Yes. I think as He's allowing him, so He has experienced the fullness of our condition mm-hmm. so and and tastes it for us, and so He can sit with us in it because He's been there.
0: That's helpful. He's yeah. not a
2: um, He's not a God who's yeah feel your pain, you know, sitting up merely yeah. feasting in heaven. <laughs>
1: right.
2: Well, and, and if you think about this too, this is why if we want to minister to people, uh, want to be present for other people, I don't think you can really be present for somebody who's really suffering if you've never suffered. Right. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. <laughs> it means, you know, it, it, somebody who's probably tasted that's going to be better with that. And then sometimes... <laughs> your your own area of connection will relate to where oh yeah I kind of know what that's like. And 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 that's I think um so the same kind of principle that it's nice to and what that does if you've sat in a painful place by yourself with Christ and realize um you know, this may not go away right away, but God's with me in it. You can then go and be with somebody else who's in that place and realize, just be a friend who said, yes, my am go with you know, let's talk. And I think the the bad kind of ministry that so often is is present is the anxious fixing. Mm-hmm. Rather than coming in and sitting with you your pain's got to, in your pain. And in a certain place... That's really the error of Job's friends. Mm-hmm. So Job has encountered this huge thing. And They want to explain it and fix it. See, so, okay, you know, he must have sinned. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is they have no, any idea. And this is something we should be aware. I've, I've taught myself in this. You see somebody's situation, oh yeah, well, they did that. <laughs> well, follow the logic of your own life. There's everything that you did that, you, you get everything and you, you know, that. So, so the compassion is to realize, yeah, that's hard. And each of us has our own measure of the share of human suffering that results from the condition of the fall. And, and so to simply be present with people in it, Christ is present with us in ours because he's tasted it all. And as we taste it all in him, we can be present with others in a similar way. And, and not have to. But when we have, we're not comfortable with our own interior unsettledness. We have to make it rise. We have to avoid it. I have to make yours right, so I can't deal with yours either. Or I just and that's 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 not helpful. But the psalms are complete different. God's sitting with us in the stuff we're going through, just as it is.
1: That is so helpful. About that was a really good question about Psalm twenty-two because God is with Jesus and He's sitting with Him in that. He's not mm-hmm. rescuing Him from it, mm-hmm. but He's sitting with with Him. And I. I'm wondering, as we come to God with our honest emotions, and I, you know, I've been kind of in that place. It's like, I just feel this, and this is the way I feel. and I don't, you know, it, it, When we um, allow our feelings, but we don't act on them because we let our executive function so, you know, dictate, <laughs> it, don't you find that to be an integrating experience between your head and your heart? Because that's what I have found, mm-hmm. my growth here at St. Matthews is, my head and my heart are so separated. Mm-hmm. And it's That's like, a
2: modern phenomenon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think therefore I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can think and then you right. don't have to worry about all the rest of it and it's, it's interesting, the pendulum swing, even now with theology, I'm reading a book called The Holy Spirit and Christian Experience, where there's whole idea that even our theology is influenced by what we experience. Mm. Yes. I mean, I, I want to be clear, no, it's unrecorded, uh, it doesn't mean that if you experience something different, you can't not believe the Nicene Creed. It means your general perspective on life, how you experience, you know, you're, you're formed by how you're formed and you experience it a certain way. You can't you can't separate <coughs> your, your theological musings from how you're experiencing life. And um, the thing that we have to always get back to is that the problem is not with your emotions.
0: Right.
2: Um, the problem is actually when we talk about can you trust your emotions. They're usually talking about the surface thing you want to do to avoid what you're really feeling. So when we're when you're anxious and you I gotta I've got to you you can fill in the blank of your favorite coping mechanism mm-hmm. I've got to go get busy clean whole house in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go drink a bottle of whiskey I've got to go eat some food um, That's why I, that's a visceral feeling, but it's, it's avoiding the real feeling. If, if you can if you mm-hmm. if you can if you can um, cultivate the idea of sitting with God and, and just let that, that's kind of what, you know, honestly, I think the discipline of fasting is about. It's, it's, it's not about the thing being bad. It's about, okay, I take away the thing from minute. All of a sudden, all those things come up <laughs>
0: and, just, and, and, and to <laughs> sit
2: in that place with God and all kinds of things come up. And then what do you, what, what you'll see. So uh, typically beneath that kind of surface thing is I'm afraid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That mm-hmm. this is all going to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a legitimate emotion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm anxious about this thing. Yeah. I'm sad that I've lost this thing. Mm-hmm. And so sitting with the actual grief is legitimate. Avoiding the actual grief by running around busily is the false surface manifestation of how you avoid it. And that's typical. So there's nothing wrong with your emotions, truly understood as your legitimate experience of your life. Um, but we we in our in our world we tend to we tend to not be comfortable with it. So A lot of things happen, like we did this to kids. Um, There's a big emotional response. We shouldn't feel that way. You're okay. (laughs) You shouldn't feel that way. We're just (laughs) thinking about what that says. Well, you... There's a certain sense in which you cannot help but feel how you feel about something.
0: Right.
2: You can sit with it and and process it, and you might, with greater reflection, understand, yeah, I see now that... um, I reacted to what this person did because it triggered in me something over here. Mm-hmm. But the emotion itself, if I just say, well, shouldn't feel that way, I'm gonna push this thing aside. I guess what Connie said about the integration, mm-hmm. we, we push these emotions aside. They don't they push they don't go anywhere. They're parts mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. They're just aside, but they sneak out in other places then and, and typically in compulsivities. Mm-hmm. Compulsive behavior. Is very much fueled by parts of ourselves we don't want, we are not willing to sit with. Mm-hmm. And and so that's the that and this again getting back to the Psalms, you're sitting, you know, in anytime you sit with God, truly, you'll sit with yourself. Why is contemplation so hard? Mm-hmm. Because if you sit with God, you're gonna start feeling thing about yourself, you know, sitting with someone.
1: And what I love too is letting someone else sit with you in it, not know, to just try to do it all.
2: And that's, that's the other side of sitting. I think this is really important, what Ruth said about, you know, sitting with other people. So the relationship we have with God, we hope to have at least in some measure with other members of, of the body of Christ, where we can talk about what we're thinking and feeling. Not everybody can handle everything we're thinking and feeling. I think there's a I think it's it's um it's um reasonable to to assume a kind of you know concentric circle of of things that we could aim for in the church where you know we all there's a sense God understands. We might have a, a circle of really close people. It might be one or two to five, I don't know Tim. much more than that, where there's a real legitimate openness, I could say this, and they wouldn't, you know, they would, they would just, become. then there's a greater sense of, of, and there might be other people who join us in that, but a greater sense of, maybe a large, what we call, in church of, of people who, who understand we're all sharing the same thing a kind of compassion with us, although they don't know the details of our thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's probably a larger circle that won't really understand. It's not their fault. Mm -hmm. And we just have to, that's where you sort of guard, you know, you process your, what you really think you with God, with those close to you in appropriate ways. Where some people um, get hurt is, is, The lack of boundary where they're Mm -hmm. they try to process their deeply feeling with someone in that third strata, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they take advantage of they get wounded because that's probably a lot of times where the original wound took place, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they're they're trying to it's 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 uh, we we try to um, somebody was untrustworthy, so we. We try to. We end up finding someone just like that person. We try to get them to trust. and turns they do the same thing. Then we become victim. Okay. And and so healing results when we understand that our feeling of wound was legitimate. We have to embrace that and <coughs> grieve because if we if 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 something happened to us, we lost something. We wanted something, a relationship, a thing, and we lost it. It's gone. And grief means I, I mourn, and then I let go of, and now I can live here, and the past doesn't have to follow me everywhere. But if we don't do that, um, everything here reminds me of things here. That's that's why sometimes for us, you know, all of us, we have to do this again and again. It happens to me all the time, because... Uh, um, anger is one of my favorite sins um, when I realize I'm so visibly angry at somebody. It's like, this makes no sense. That there's no real offense here, but it's, it's a whole, it's triggering something. And, then, and I think when we turn to our prayer, we, get, we can get back to, oh, yeah, that's right. That, that reminds me of, uh, and, and embrace that kind of grief again and process it and then go forward free from that uh, in a real way. So, that's a lot, that's a process that we talk a lot about here, and um, uh, acclimating to it, the experience of that kind of thing, it takes a lot to learn in prayer, but I, it, how would you describe it, something like that, this, I do think has to happen.
1: That is so good, thank I you think. for that, that's yeah. like the beauty of the songs that yeah. are in this. I learned a little trick <laughs> for that, for everyone if they want, I learned it 25 years ago, whenever you're mad, M-A-D mad backwards is damn you're waiting for them to give a damn about you and so i mean it just reminds me like and that's like childhood you're waiting for your unavailable parents to care about you more instead of going with god and processing that and you know what i mean like wait why don't I care not to set a different boundary with this person? Or why am I going to this out, outer strata like you were talking about and waiting for these unavailable people?
2: There's a there, there's a thing that Cheryl's sure talking that I realized that, that I'd I, summarize it as saying, you know, we have this need for people to be something other than they are. Right. Right. We want them to be, we want them to get mad that they're not. And I've, I've learned have the last season of life that, why am I mad at him? <laughs> that's
1: who he, he is. There's nothing. He's never he,
2: he's never pretended to be anything other than that. And, and maybe my problem is I I, I keep expecting this, and yes. so letting go. Yeah. And also, I should also I should nice. love people better. Yeah. I'm say, oh, okay. Yeah. I can, right. I'm not. And neither <laughs> of I want to say, well, you're okay. Yeah. You're just a jackass. So I'm never gonna talk to you. It's not like that. It's I can be your person. Yeah, yeah, you that's who yeah. You, yeah. you are.
1: I did my ex say that. He said, and he's an atheist. He's just like. The kids aren't Jesus right now, Cheryl. They're not Jesus. You can't expect them to be like Christ. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you think so well of your kid.
2: <laughs> so let's move on to verse four here. So um, that's his first sort of section there <clears throat> is the, the, the prayer to hear. And then um, it's interesting, I think, that what comes next is um, – almost any time that we uh, enter God's presence is an awareness of human frailty. Mm-hmm. So he says, you are a God who, who, you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. So you and this, this highlights that when we come before God, the first thing, if we really want to have them give your, you know, consider heed, the first, okay, what's going on in your life? Might be something that we're harboring that needs to be, because the word, I, I have a note in my, uh, I didn't look up the Hebrew of this, but I'm a new king. You know, that means sojourn, will not dwell with you. You can't hang out with God and also retain mm-hmm. a thing over here in your life that isn't right. Is so
1: the dwell is so here no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: that's, that's what it says here. So um, I guess dwell has a sense of stationary dwelling. Yeah. Surgeon has a sense of sort of going around with you. So I do think look more. Yeah. So um, the boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the butchers and deceitful man. So let's let's look at what. Evil is identified here with is the boastful. Look at me. I'm, you know. Can you think of what New Testament uh, parable comes to mind there? Uh, Proverbs.
1: Proverbs. Maybe the, the Pharisee good, and man. the publican.
2: I'm this, so uh, uh, stand your side. You hate workers of iniquity. So those who are working, and we should note here about sin, Workers of iniquity—that that the the um, the opposition to sin, which is real, is always to this sort of committed way of sinfulness—a life committed mm-hmm. to sin apart from God—and mm-hmm. um, this is how we understand in our own, because uh, we all know we're well, we're sinners, right? And we every time we come to liturgy, almost we confess yeah. mm-hmm. sin, but. Um, there's a difference between that incidental sin that we can stumble into each day, you know, and, and then also the, the, te- the, the tendencies that we're trying to work through that we really want to be free from, but, but it's a protracted battle. And deciding tomorrow morning I'm going to go rob a bank or I'm going to have an affair or I'm going to do this. There's a difference between willful planned. And incidental, uh, and and so when he says the workers of iniquity, people are working iniquity. That is, every day they get up to figure out how to. I mean, some people get up every day and figure out how they're gonna, you know, um, on the internet, gonna yeah. mess someone's website up or steal some money or yeah. or right they work. Were. some people. I was I was, <laughs> I was a young. Confessions. I was a young thief uh, in my early early angry days. I go to the store and I figure I oh, was well, going to steal. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, did you believe that? Yeah, that was not good. You would not like me to back then. much, great. But, oh, but, but that's, uh, uh, but that's that, you know yeah, planning yeah. that day know, to do I'm that. To so um, yeah. Uh, yeah. that that's we be clear about that. So he, this is what God hates: is is the committed.
1: And I think of, of Proverbs. I can't remember if it's six or nine, where he talks about that. You know that God actually hates. These people, and to me, it's a description of manipulativeness. There's a yep. ma- manipulative way with evil as well. It shuffles his feet, winks with his eyes, gives it that, that deception and that
2: yeah. Well, and, and there and there is I, this is this is you know the, the sort of the mystery of the human condition that there isn't really like you um, you're devoted to God uh, or you're evil. Well, but there's a neutral middle place. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No, either, either one, if you, if you don't love God and, and um, aren't willing to enter that relationship that will be revealing and cleansing, you are necessarily going to grow in the other way into sort of darkness. Mm-hmm. and You won't even be aware of it. You will be self-justifying. You know, the, the, I think the book that brings us out, C.S. Lewis's Great Divorce, makes this point that that there's people are what 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 the view, if you if you're familiar with that book but it's a journey from hell to heaven and the bus mm-hmm. comes up and all sort of things okay. but the the reality of it is that um you have people in the same place but they might head in different directions mm-hmm. this person may be hardening his heart mm-hmm. and this person may be uncovering moving towards the mountain but but so it, it, it deals with that ambiguity of life Well, who is a work of iniquity and who is the servant of God. You can't always tell just by looking at it. Somebody may have a vestige of faith that's they're in the process of rejecting. And some may have been sort of disobedient all their lives, but they're beginning to head a different direction. So um, the other ones in this here, we said boastful workers of iniquity, those who speak falsehood we know that uh, Jesus said the devil is the liar and the father of lies God doesn't like people to be dishonest um, speaking forcefully that which is untrue for the purpose of gaining advantage uh, this is not the same however as as guarding your lips and not giving away too much information to those who don't need it right it's not a lot it's so yes we have to be careful about well that's wisdom about how we communicate knowledge as not lying the lord of course the bloodthirsty this is vengeful a man i want i want uh and deceitful i'm
0: telling you one thing i'm going to do another
2: But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. Now, so mercy here makes it clear that this is not um, a petitioner who is about fault. And it's the mercy of God that allows us to come. Notice how often we pray for mercy in the liturgy. Mm -hmm. Lord, have mercy upon us. Uh, um, so the difference is not we're, we're good and they're bad. The difference is uh, the attitude of repentance and faith opens us up to being cleansed from that and allows the mercy of God to, to, to work in our lives. Whereas the hardness of heart mm-hmm. and rebellion causes a separation. And that's the that's distinction. With, I
1: also think, year. too, that um, as we grow, too, there's an awareness that you also have the capacity to do exactly what that person is doing. Great. It's that, the process of not going in that direction. But within all of us, we could exactly. do that. Yeah. And that's an important thing because we remember that about ourselves.
2: And, and I think this is the um, th- this highlights this. This refrain we always have about the life of prayer is that you can only conquer that by a life of relationship with God and this this is why um, because because the Christian life is a protracted battle in the spirit against the enemies that the psalms speak so much about the world, the flesh, and the devil and in order to to wage that battle in the spirit, one must continually. Come to God through Jesus in the Spirit, and um you know, I think some of you talked about earlier. Be integrated, be aware of what's going on within you. Being aware of the anger that you're not dealing with, and then only when we have that relationship, we can go out then and we can love. We can begin to love, but will our, our, our <clears throat> orbit will decay? we have to come back again. So we have to, this is why the cycles of prayer, this is why our time needs to be informed by these rhythms of prayer, and by the story of the Gospel, and the story of the Scriptures. It's why you know we begin the, the, the week on the Lord's Day, the first day of the week in the Eucharist. We, can, we begin each day and end each day with prayer. We're living in this relationship the Psalms speak of. This is what enables us to rise above that fall in part, and and have the other. But if we if we move away from prayer, we will by default yeah. lack the resources to resist those capacities. And this is why in our culture so many people get frustrated with their faith, because we have this idea that faith was like an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. say, you can go to heaven. Okay, believe in Jesus, but it's never it's not been situated in a life. <clears throat> Lived in relationship with God, and so people are just living in the world with a, an insurance policy called heaven, and and not really making any progress against sin and growth in the spirit into the image of Christ, which is about
1: and Also, they present it as if you come to Jesus, He has to answer it all. You know, it's everything's going to be better. Better, and sometimes it's not better; it's harder. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What I think what actually, what actually is pertains to that in these revivalist things, that which I, I don't speak against, right. is there often is in the initial season of conversion miraculous kinds of things where you come and do this, you pray and tap this, but invariably just as children stop getting pieces of candy every time they go to the bathroom <laughs> when they go <grow> older <laughs> so we, God expects us to really? Uh, uh, God expects us to be sterner and stronger. And this is St. Paul who got to see Jesus and later on says, I'm not going to heal you. So that's, 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 so, so the, the getting to a place where God is dealing with you in a more mature way, where you're not just asking for every little problem to be solved and getting it means you become an adult and you're no longer a kid. And and to remain, remain perpetually a kid in, in in spiritual life is you know that's I think that's what it deals with. There's not a there was not a language that brought for some people, um, and this is why a lot of people who who in in you know in their more mature years after been through life the Jesus movement and all these kinds of things move towards a deeper committed life in mm-hmm. prayer traditions that can offer some way to deal with the reality that yes I'm saved. But there's a battle also, and I need resources and a community and things to 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 have to to effectively fight against those things so in multi of mercy in in fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple now um What would the psalm psalmist been thinking about worship toward your holy temple? Where's the temple in psalm in the psalm of size?
0: In
1: Jerusalem. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we now we're worshiping toward your holy temple? Where's the temple now? Jesus. Okay, so in Christ? In the body of Christ. In the body yeah. of Christ. Ability, in the body? In in you know in heaven and here. Yes. And so we're, it really is an orientation to, to towards God in Christ mm-hmm. with the body. It's a, that, that, that turning, you know, facing east can give us a kind of physical image of what it means to face a certain mm-hmm. way, but the disposition is a spiritual one. We're turning mm-hmm. towards God in Christ, mm-hmm. as, as in, in the, in the, and we are actually the temple, too. Because Saint Peter says he was living stones yeah. being built together as a spiritual house, and then he and um, goes into a petition: "Lead me, O Lord, in Your righteousness, because of my enemies. Make Your way straight before my face." And so, because of the danger of 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 evil. Um, The people of God, therefore, face a battle. And so the the prayer is that God will lead us in his righteousness. What does that mean? I mean, it means. It it would mean for the psalmist to live according to the righteous commandments of the Torah. Mm -hmm. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, love your neighbors, yourself. And and to do that in specific acts. Um. Because of my enemies. Because what do what what our enemies want to do? They just and,
1: the, well, and how <laughs> would they? Let's, let's, let's
2: unpack these. <laughs> okay, distract us. Yeah. So distract us. So they might distract us from that love of God and love of the mm-hmm. How might they do that?
1: have a need that they
2: need to take care of. Well,
1: Whoa. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The things of the world. okay so we yeah, if those other enemies the world the flesh yeah. the devil okay yeah. if, if the world is our enemy it shows us something yeah. and all yeah, of a sudden yeah, we're it. fixated on that thing yeah, I don't. and like all of a sudden okay well somehow worship gets you know, right. forgotten or or That's I want right. this thing and you're in my way you're in the way of me getting that thing so I just climb over you to get that okay. so so the the enemy we have to be on the lookout against ah oh, so we can say, oh, "I want that thing," but an, an awareness, mm-hmm. a meditative awareness, would say, "Oh, yeah, see. I see the world there,"
0: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 say no, mm-hmm. and then or or the or the flesh, the appetite, and we would be aware. Of the world would be the things um, in the world. I, I, I like I liked what Father Hayden said in his sermon. The world the world was created. The moment uh, Adam and Eve sinned, because mm-hmm. it was the uh, human idea that there could be a life not doing what God mm-hmm. said to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, the, so the minute we commit ourselves, that's that life outside. And it, it, what does it offer us? It offers us support and praise for not doing what God wants us to do. It offers us rewards of money and popularity. Mm-hmm. And we have to be we have to be aware of that. So lead me in your righteousness, because of my enemies, because of enemies want to pull me away. And this is where we have to we've talked about this in our first class, how we articulate psalms in terms of the spiritual life. It's not just um, that person who is my enemy who God's going to nail. It's <laughs> that person presents me with a temptation to anger. And and I got to be aware of I got to be careful, or or that thing is offering me something. And I have to say no to it. And 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 so so I understand the the spiritual battle that is taking place within the physical realities of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the world we live in a world that says you know you're going to be happy by maximizing your income, maximizing your pleasure, maximizing your convenience. That's every day. Every ad tells you that, yeah. and there's a subtle message that we even dot. so so that um, that you, if you're doing well, 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 it must mean your net present value increased, your net worth, right? Because that makes you happy. Stocks up, yeah. So I've got, I've got more money. <laughs> <Everyone's> okay. <laughs> and that's a temptation. But similarly, I think about this: mm-hmm. if pension wealth It's down. It's down. Is there something essentially changed about your relationship with God? <laughs> essential things in your life. That's a temptation. So that's the way these my enemies, the enemy is not is not um, stupid things people do to destroy the economy, which they do all the time. The, the enemy is the way we're tempted to trust in that. The truth is it may all fall apart someday. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that and, and so we always want to strengthen ourselves. So, be righteous because you're enemies. So, we want to practice the good. And this this is why the continuous commitment to the life or prayer above all things is the first absolutely important line of defense against temptation. So, I, I've i always contemplated or always didn't understand why you'd say in your righteousness because of mine enemies instead of instead of
0: despite my enemies and i think you've been explaining the nuances and the differences in that
2: because if i stay in your righteousness i will be safe from my enemies if i if i continue to do the things that god calls me to do if i love i if i truly love god and love neighbor i won't sin and that's played out in again the the first line of the first the disciplines of prayer out of the prayer, the conscious activities of love, practicing that. And, the, and this way is the spiritual discipline. We talk about this, like the world, you know, where we want to get stuff. Why is tithing and giving so important? We've got to learn to give it away. Not that it's not good, but it just wants to hold us. It wants to hold us. Uh, fat, fasting. Why do we talk about fasting? Because the, the food one isn't good? No, because it wants to. So we have to learn to say no we have freedom. Um, and then prayer is is the primary relation to the demonic temptation. Because the devil knows he always wants to pull It's why the primary temptation of Christian life is people say, yeah, you can't. Trouble with my prayer. Trouble maintains. Of course you do. It's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Because the minute you stop being connected to God in your prayer, a minute you are away from the resources of the spirit and all these other things come, come upon you
1: it's so helpful to hear that though yeah. when, you know because i think about that every time i've been it's like it is a battle it's a spirit
2: it yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, and it says make your way straight before my face so i know where to go what should i do today let's let's put that down what should i do today and um it's interesting about this, you know, that just thinking about a day because um, things come upon us, you know, and, and they're distractions. Where are they distractions? Because okay. we got a plan for the day and these things happen. Let like, go. Oh. So could we say maybe God wants me to do this instead? Am I open to, to those kinds of things? Mm-hmm. Oh, God's leading me here. Mm-hmm. No, God, you understand me. I wanted to be led there. I got a schedule. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stuff to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. It is mm-hmm. kind of cool when that does happen. It does. Because, and and you because own, it's like... Yeah, you stand back. And yeah, you go. end up ministering to people that you didn't think you would minister to.
2: And then he goes back to, um, to the... Uh, the thought of the enemy. There's no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is destruction. Their throat is an open tomb. They flatter with their tongue. Pronounce them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. They have rebelled against you. And this would be, again, this is not a lack of mercy towards people struggling with sin. This is, first of all, the pronouncing of, of, of judgment on the forces of evil that have actively rebelled against God, and then their manifestation in people in the world who, who commit themselves to doing evil. And that's what we face. That's where the temptation comes from. I think in the in the resurrection and the life in the world to come, we're going to be, a, I think, that the primary thing that's going to be remarkable is the absence of the force of evil. Mm. The heaviness, mm-hmm. the thing, mm-hmm. the confusion, mm-hmm. if you just realized it. The there's bat- that. Uh, <laughs> the, um, light,
1: the battle. That,
2: that, uh, is that one that our mortal flesh keeps on saying? we saying that uh, as a light of lights descend, in the light of lights descend, but also another line says, as the darkness clears away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So funny. the darkness clears away, we don't see clearly now. Right. Mm-hmm. We see in the light of Christ, but there's still some obscurity. Yeah. And then it will just be clear.
1: Mm-hmm. I think flattery too is a thing to, to pay attention to because I think a lot of times I remember saying to a therapist one time, Why am I so uncomfortable? Because they're so flattering. Like just think of the flip side. The flip side is empty. So Yeah. I don't know, eight nine and ten. Bothered me a little bit, and that it doesn't seem to me that that's our job.
0: It,
1: it, I mean, God will
0: take care of those people. Well, that's what
2: He says. This is clearly pronounce them guilty, O oh Lord. You do it.
1: Okay, but that's like he let would them do fall, it without cast them out.
2: This is a prayer that God will will uphold His righteous moral order. What we say every time we say, he'll come again, we going to judge. That's what we want. But
0: it's like implying that God's not going to do that if we don't ask him to. And
2: well, it's interesting.
0: Um, that. Somehow our prayers
2: are significant in that. Hmm. So, if you look at the entire book of Revelation, for example, uh, well, the entire a lot to look at. But, <laughs> um, the framework the of it. <laughs> if you look at, at, at the beginning, it is the praying church, 24 elders before the throne, uh, worshipping, and they offer golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Mm-hmm. And when judgment comes, God takes that incense he throws it down. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, the justice of God comes in response to our petitions to vindicate his people. That's exactly what God's justice comes in response to. Isn't, isn't this also a part of the psalmist expressing his angst? and his emotion about god i want you to do what you do and and so so that we um to be clear about this in on two levels of it one of which i think pertains to revelation um so we know that jesus on the cross said forgive them father if we know not what they do and we're supposed to forgive Uh, we also know that jesus said um uh, the days will come upon you when your enemies will surround you and build an embankment and enclose you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground because you didn't know the time of your visitation. And, and the offer of forgiveness that comes from the cross is balanced by the certainty of judgment that was executed by God in AD 70 when Jerusalem was completely destroyed in the temple level. Because they didn't know time for visitation. As a human, Jesus commits himself to God. But then as the judge, there's a righteous recompense for the for the for the um the rejection of the Son of God. This principle this this is so so um the prayer for justice that the point is that the cross is, is the true focal point of justice where the son of God offers himself for sin and now he has the right to both forgive us our sins and also the power to to judge those who oppose his people. That's foundationally you may not like it, you may reject it, but that's the biblical perspective. No, I I, I get
1: that. I, I it just it seems to me that whether I pray for it or not, God is going to. Do
2: he is that. going to do it, but some, somehow our praying for, um, you know, uh, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. There are a lot of to that have. Um, yeah. uh, among among that are these things yeah. right here. Uh, yeah. Question. Yeah. Verse
0: eleven.
2: Let all those who rejoice. Let let all those rejoice put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. This reminds us, in the middle of the battle, to to carry about joy. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Why? Because we know we're going to win. Sometimes I I record a game. I try to find out the score. Sometimes you find out the score. So you watch the game, and moment win. Why am I still nervous? (laughs) <laughs> watch we'll it be like no it's just, it it's, is true and, and so but this is, in a certain sense we know we're going to win so we should rejoice we already have won yeah. it doesn't mean it won't be a pain it doesn't mean that but um, so the joy of life this is something really important for um, Christians in, in the contemporary world there's so much anxiety and anger about mm-hmm. the world and Christians are in there yelling this feeling like everyone else mm-hmm. And it doesn't influence anything for any good, and it doesn't really provide a witness, and it makes people unsettled. And I would say that also, um, it is why we should, the life for prayer must loom larger in in our lives than our attention to any report of what's going on in the world. And you can tell who's spending more attention on one or the other. Can you see anything? i she knows. It's like, no, I didn't. Watch I mean, it. I can watch. It. I can watch. keep to see it. can five minutes of anything will give you everything. It's basket. Uh, Washington it. going to hell in a handbasket. Deaths is high. Everything's crazy. Yeah. you need to? Okay, five minutes of that. Now let's, you know. And some people will do a couple hours of that. Oh, I don't have time to be clear today. So you're you're going to be caught in the that, where you lose your joy and your yeah. calmness. Your calmness, I, I think. Your Perhaps. peace, that would be peace, peace which goes with joy. It is. Yeah. And so let them shout their joy. You defend them. But those who love your name, be joyful in you. Oh, be joyful in the Lord, all ye lambs. That's something actually to pray for. You can pray for God to help you grow in your experience of peace and joy. But it's okay. As Jesus walked around in peace and joy, even in the midst of trial. He knew where he was headed, knew where he was going. It hurt when it hurt, and, and he was sad when he was sad, but that, none of those things took away the overarching sense of joy and peace. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. This last line is great. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. A, a protection. Protect. As, as we, as we, and the righteous, who's the righteous? The one who loves God and walks in this path that God is leading him into. There's a, a blessing, a protection that follows.
1: When you're walking in his ways, there is a, there is a protection of the Holy Spirit. Even though you may have troubles, he's always there in the sense, protecting you. Yeah.
2: Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness yeah, that's Right. And he was protected by the Spirit even there. That's why I said, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. the shield is. Trying to trust, that could mean, you know, you go to your death, but you're, you're sheltered in his grace. Yeah, uh, one thing comes
2: uh, up there, you know, like Ephesians, and taking up the shield of faith, mm-hmm. the sword of the spirit. So, yeah, I mean, it totally. is, again, the life we have transcends limitations of the existence. Thankfully, because if it didn't, we'd be as anxious as, we, we, we'd have no reason to be joyful and at peace we'd be as anxious as the world. If our faith was some way of of having to win the battle in time and that's what some Christians are trying to make it. And and that's and, and they lose their joy and peace in the process. Mm-hmm. Alright. No. So, um, next week, uh, most of us will be in Orlando at our Synod, so we will not have Bible study next Thursday. So, we'll resume two weeks from today. On so Psalm 6.
1: On so, Psalm 6. Yeah, I love it that we're just... Yeah. I've never... This is so rich. Well,
2: I've never there either, so so. so But we'll close in the yeah. prayer. Let's yeah. pray will bless us and keep us... The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace this day and forevermore. Amen. Okay. Sure reminded me more of Chuck Smith all the time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye I Bye, We've never this up so I, I hear the, the
1: song. Yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah. Which was good.
2: Chriselle, oh, Bamini, Jim Phyllis, Carol, <laughs> yeah, know, know, the dad you know, here. I yeah. think Nancy was there. I didn't see her, but I, I saw
1: Nancy yeah. no, I I heard. Heard. Um, <sighs> no, it's just nothing I've we ever and they've always been a bit of an enigma to yeah, songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because also, so this is funny. And, and a we're, a we're
0: lot trying lot. to live the life of